0: Second Chronicles, chapter 35, 20 through 24. It's a little bit to read. If you're there, say amen. amen. Scripture reads, after all this, when Josiah had prepared the temple, Nico, king of Egypt, came up to fight against Carcamesh by Euphrates, and Josiah went out against him. But he sent ambassadors to him, saying, What have I to do with thee, thou king of Judah? I come not against thee this day, but against the house wherewith I have war. For God commanded me to make haste. Forbear thee from meddling with God, who is with me, that he destroy thee not. Nevertheless Josiah would not turn his face from him but disguised himself that he might fight with him and hearkened not unto the words of Nico from the mouth of God and came to fight in the valley of Megiddo and the archers shot at king Josiah and the king said to his servants have me away for i am sore wounded His servants, therefore, took him out of that chariot and put him in the second chariot that he had. And they brought him to Jerusalem and he died and was buried in one of the sepulchers of his fathers. And all Judah and Jerusalem mourned for Josiah. Um, If I could have our bishop pray of the word this morning.
1: In the name of Jesus,
0: we thank you for your presence that we feel in this place. We thank you for the counsel of your will that's going to be spoken by your female servant. I'm asking God that this word go forth in power, demonstration, manifestation. I'm asking God that the word will prosper where it's sent today. Let it fall on good ground in this place. And, God, I'm asking that you will come against any
1: distractions. And I'm asking, God, on your command, if you see fit, allow your angelic host to minister in this place today. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. You may be seated all over the building. This is it's not gonna make sense right now, but we will quickly get there um, with the Lord, what we just read, what the Lord impressed upon me this morning. The title, and, and I had I had to pray this, I had to pray this week, church. I had to pray and I had to ask the Lord, please give me something. And um God is faithful and um it reminds me when you are um, you seek the Lord sincerely. He will answer you. He will answer you. I, I knew yesterday was going to be a, a long day. And so I was like, God, you haven't given me nothing yet. And, um, so Saturday morning, I was praying and it's like, God, give me a word, give me something for your church. And, uh, um, I, I was like, Lord, I, I don't have that much time. I, I need something now um, because I don't know if I'm going to be able to really study the rest of the day. And and at the very, very tail end of my reading, my daily reading, um, I'm getting to the end of the sentences. And I'm like, God, we're getting near the end. You ain't spoken nothing yet. And, um, you know, I did all the repenting and the forgive me's and all this stuff. And at the very end, the Lord gave me something. And the title um, that he impressed upon me for this morning is, is, we know this, the power of prayer. And all this morning, the Lord um, used our, our bishop um, in prayer, prayer over and over. And um, and so in this passage, doesn't make sense, but just follow me briefly. Um We'll maybe go 20 minutes-ish, and then we're going to pray. This is at a point in time um, with the nation of Israel. um, They had King Josiah, who was a good king. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. We've heard about Josiah in the past few weeks um became king at a very young age and he turned back a lot of 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 evil ways that his forefathers had put into place and um and he was trying his best to do what was right in the eyes of the lord this was a good man this was a good king um, but he 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 got into um, this this time period where there was battling going on around him, the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the, um, Egypt. They were in war, and Josiah had got a word from the Lord from a prophetess. Someday, some somewhere, the Lord is probably going to give someone that message to preach. But God used the voice of a lady. Even in the Old Testament, to give a king a word of sustenance to sustain him, to confirm him, um, and to encourage him. And so Josiah already had a word from the Lord that God was going to make sure that all his good deeds were rewarded. And yet he's in this, he's in this time period. Um, in his reign as king where the lands around him are in battle and, and Judah is, is in, in the way of all this drama that's going on. King Josiah takes it upon himself to go to war. The point in the matter of all this is that this, this king of Egypt, Pharaoh Nico, he tells him, what are you doing? Why are you trying to come to war with me? I, I, I've got all this that I'm doing over here. It doesn't really involve you. And out of his mouth, God used him to try to warn King Josiah that this was not his battle to fight. Right out of
1: the mouth of his adversary. Had King Josiah hearkened, had discerned, had perceived that it was God trying to warn him. There are some things, King Josiah, you cannot fight. You've got to leave it to me. It's my battle. It's my battle. Will you can't get involved and take things into your own hands and get involved into a battle that does not need your presence in? There are some battles that the Lord is not going to have us fight. beef.
0: 17 verse 2 through 5 number 17 verse 2 through 5 we heard reverend Trini Garza preach on this did an amazing job i believe it was during the revival talking about the rod that budded and the scripture says that the lord was instructing Moses, speak unto the children of Israel and take of every one of them a rod according to the house of their fathers, of all their princes according to the house of their fathers, twelve rods. Write thou every man's name. Upon his rod, and thou shalt write Aaron's name upon the rod of Levi, for one rod shall be for the head of the house of their fathers. Verse four, and thou shalt lay them up in the tabernacle of the congregation before the testimony where I will meet With you, and it shall come to pass that the man's rod whom I shall choose shall blossom, and I will make to cease from me the murmurings of the children of Israel, whereby they murmur against you. This is a point in time where the nation of Israel has been delivered from Egypt. They are um, journeying and um, the Lord has already given the instructions for the building um, and the creation of the tabernacle. And so they already have things in place and they've gotten accustomed to how the Lord wants things done and how the Lord will communicate with them through the man of God. But yet the nation of Israel had a problem, they would tend to forget the grace and mercy of God. And they would murmur against the man of God. They would murmur against the leadership. And the Lord himself took a pause and he told Moses, I am going to remind the people that the way that they are going to get their answer, if they have perchance a disagreement with the man of God, They need to bring their issues. To the tabernacle they should bring them to the house of God so let me remind you let me instruct you Moses to
1: tell the people that you pick the rods you make sure you bring them to the tabernacle where I will meet you it's at the tabernacle where you are going to get your answer it's at the tabernacle where you are going to get your instruction for where to go and what the next step will be. It's at the tabernacle where you will hear from the throne room of God. And so when you might have a question, you might have an issue. You better be like the people of Israel and bring your rod to the tabernacle and lay it at his feet.
0: And it was God who answered, who picked out which rod would bud. He showed his miraculous power in that instance. And we know that that rod that budded became a part of the ark. It was within the ark of the covenant. And what it was called was the testimony, you can see this. I'm going to reference this. You don't have to turn there. Exodus 25 and 16, thou shalt put into the ark, the testimony, which I shall give thee the testimony, the witness, the proof, the evidence that God gives. And let me tell you this
1: morning that what goes into the covenant and how the Lord resides upon his covenant, it must be a testimony that comes from God. Only God can give you a testimony to put into the ark. And it wasn't just the rod that butted, but it was commandments. It wasn't just the tables of the commandments, but it
0: truly means what is this whatness it was a reminder to them that when you are going through a wilderness you are going through a place in your life where it looks impossible for you to literally survive
1: let me remind you that God will answer and it will be to the point where you will say to yourself what is this? How can God do this? I don't have any words to explain how God has answered my need. But I know that God has answered my need.
0: That's the manna. Then there's the rod that butted at a time and a place. Where you might find yourself wondering, questioning, looking for authority, looking for some sort of direction. If you would turn to God, the Lord is
1: trying to remind them. This is showing you the supernatural evidence that I exist in. I answer your are prayers even when you may be at a point in time in your life where you find yourself disagreeing with my will murmuring against my man but i will remind you look back
0: the tables of the covenant this is a reminder to the nation of israel when you find yourself removed from everything that you thought you knew and you find yourself in an isolated place I will never fail to give you a direct word from my mouth that is going to instruct you that is going to guide you you will be able to look
1: at it there will be laws in your life that will keep you But if you would turn to me and seek my face they had reminders proof there was a witness there was testimony in the ark
0: this is the proof and they wouldn't have obtained it any other way Except in those situations that they were in. Ephesians 6, 13 through 20. I'm not going to read it. all. I'm just going to reference it. We know that this is a passage of scripture talking about putting on the armor of God. Putting on the armor of God. 17 says, and take the helmet of salvation. We know with salvation, you've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in tongues. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. You've got to walk uprightly and strive to walk uprightly before the Lord. And on this comes in the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We must have the Spirit of God, and we must have the Word of God. 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Growing up when I heard this passage of Scripture, I never really connected the two, but prayer is just as important As everything else when it comes to living for God, we must pray always, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. It is through prayer that you and I are going to be able to survive. It is through prayer that we give the battle to God and allow him to fight. Philippians 3, 7 through 10, I'm going to read this. We might read two more other sets of scriptures and then we will be done. Philippians 3 7 through 10 reads, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Paul is speaking. Paul, who is educated, Paul, who had achieved in the religious world and his career, what things were gained to him, he counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things, all things, but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. We've got to know the God that we serve. We we have to experience the. God God that we serve for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ and be found in him not having mine own righteousness which is of the law but that which is through the faith. Faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Verse 10, that I may know him. I want to read the breakdown of this definition word for word, not the whole definition, but a certain point. That I may know, to know, absolutely, in a great variety. Of applications and with many implications, meaning things that obviously follow and should already be understood. Many implications. We must know him. Paul is saying that I may know him absolutely. Even the power of his resurrection. Even the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. There are some things that we will not gain without going through something. The children of Israel had to go through a wilderness Where they left everything they knew behind
1: so that God could equip them and show them through manna, I will sustain you. Through the rod that budded, I will always give you an authority that has my favor to direct you. And with, I'm forgetting
0: the rest of it, the testimony. No, no, no. Sorry, I was on a roll. Ah, <laughs> I I, uh, The tables of the command Should speak slower. It gives me time to think. The tables of the commandments. I will give you my word. I will give you
1: detailed instruction. The only way that they were able to obtain any of this was the time that had in a wilderness through suffering through trial through tribulation where they had nobody else to turn to but God and some of us you are finding yourself in a situation financially finding yourself in a situation mentally finding yourself in a situation in your career where you have nobody else to turn to you better You come through, you walk out uh, with the ark of the covenant uh, full of a uh, witness uh, and evidence uh, and proof that God will answer your prayer.
0: But you have to go through it. I can see and I can hear of things that people are going through right now and you want to get out of it I know I don't like going through anything either
1: but I've come to understand it's a part of the process of God equipping you you are at a milestone in your life you are at a crossroads in your life where God is saying I'm putting you in a situation that you
0: 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 to 5 we're going to read this we're going to read one more scripture and we will pray 2 Corinthians chapter 10 3 through 5 for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh this should sound familiar to you if you've been here Any period of time, if you've watched online. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down. You have to throw them down. It might take you some effort. You've got to put forth the effort. Casting down imaginations, all those thoughts, all those reasonings, everything that you think can answer the problem that will resolve the battle. You've got to cast that down. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. What I want to focus on right here is the word knowledge. Every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. That knowledge comes from the word, the definition that we just talked about in Philippians chapter 3, where Paul is talking about those things that were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ, that I may know him, even the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. This word in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, knowledge means the act of knowing. You see, we have to get to a point in our relationship with God. God where we've been through things enough that we can pull back and say I have the knowledge already in my possession so when those high things begin to exalt itself
1: because of the amount of knowledge that we have gained it will not stand a chance against trying to destroy the will of God in your life and so what you're going through right now what you are seeing in the world right now that is putting everything into confusion and disarray just know that God is saying I am equipping you to know me so that when you come against You are in a trial right now, but God is saying, let me add to you knowledge. Give the problem to me. Turn it over to me and let me fight this battle.
0: You can stand all over the building. We're going to do an old-fashioned prayer meeting. If you want to, we're going to pray in in just a second. I want to read one more scripture. But the word is clear. The word is clear that there are some things that we cannot fight in the typical fashion. The way that we have to fight is through prayer. There is power in our prayer. We've heard it all morning. Do not discredit, do not discount what time with the lord will do in your life it will back the enemy up you find yourself in a place where there's no other answer you've got nobody else to turn to turn to the lord turn to god in prayer It is through prayer that the Lord begins to equip you with an experience with him that nobody else can take away from. Who goes into a gun battle with a gun but no ammo? Who goes into a knife battle with a dull knife? The Lord is saying you've been given some tools I've used the man of God to speak in your life, but now I've got to give you experience. If you're going to have these giftings, if you're going to have the promises and the
1: results of the impartations from the man of God, there are some things you're going to have to fight, but you can't fight it.
0: this quickly luke eleven fifty two. 52 jesus is speaking and he's speaking against the pharisees he's telling them to their face woe unto you lawyers for ye have taken away the key of knowledge ye entered not in yourselves and them that were entering in ye hindered We have a shepherd. We have a man of God that is doing everything he can to give us the keys to the word of god there is revelation that comes forward from this pulpit at every instance it does not matter who is up here when they are submitted we hear revelation after revelation and this is this is what we have here that takes away the excuse that we don't have the keys of knowledge that with that we are hindered in some ways, or that we're not being equipped the right
1: way. You want a finger to point something at, but you have nobody to blame if you find yourself in a condition where something begins to exalt itself. A high thing makes itself known in your life, and you have no knowledge to fight it with.
0: We have. The word, many of us have the spirit. If you don't have the spirit, you can have it today. Don't leave today without the spirit of God. You can have it by simply repenting and, and making up your mind. I want to live differently before you, God. And when you do that, then I would encourage you. Don't worry about the people next to you. Just lift your hands and begin to worship God. Open up your mouth and begin to tell them, hallelujah, and you love him, and you want to change. And as you begin to talk to God, the presence of God will fall on you. You might begin to cry. You might begin to weep. You might feel emotions that you haven't experienced before. That is the presence of God. But you can't stop there. Let your tongue say whatever it wants to say. God will begin to speak through you and change the language coming out of your mouth. And when you do that, that is speaking in tongues. That is evidence. That is proof that God is living on the inside of you. You must have his spirit in order to fight some things in this day and this age. If you're going to survive in this world, if you're going to be able to make
1: a stand... It's easy to make a stand here. We're amongst like brethren. But when you're out there and there's eyes pointing at you, you've got media in your face, and, and you know people are gonna be coming.
0: baptized in Jesus name you must be fully immersed you must be fully covered by water and we can do that today but to you church family i want us to pray i want us to remember that there are some things that we can only win through prayer King Josiah wanted to take matters into his own hands and get involved in a place that the Lord is saying just leave it alone. Leave it to me if you have an issue come to me and there are some things we are going to make a stand through prayer you're going to get stronger through prayer we have to intercede for the
1: nations through prayer we have to intercede for this country through prayer we can't go out there and take up guns and take up physical arms and and make a stand but we can make a stand through prayer and there are some of us we have acquired that knowledge of God. And God is saying, let me and more to the depth of your ark. Take it to me in prayer.
0: The altars are open. If you want to come, I just want us to pray. For just a few minutes. I don't know until the spirit lives. We may not go that long. I pray that this will go home with us. If you want to stay at your
1: pew and turn around and kneel, I'm going to do the same. But let us just, just pray for just a little bit. You might need to pray over yourself. You might need to pray over your family. And if you don't, then pray for this nation. Pray for our bishop. Pray for the leadership. Pray for your loved ones. Pray for the brethren and sisters that are out sick. Whatever we do let us pray!